Hello and welcome to episode 25 of the STG podcast. And Johanna is here with us today. Yay, I'm back. And uh, we have a guest, our friend Mia. Hello. Oh. Yeah, so Mia works and also studied in the, well, studied before <laughs> and then now works in the food industry. And she's here today to speak about what happens over there and how food is made in an industrial way and also more on the what you actually do research in the food industry it's not that you just make the food here you go you have to actually do some research apparently and uh, it's not as simple as it is (laughs) so first of all we always start like speak about yourself tell us something that you what you did before what you do who you are whatever you want to say okay so i'm mia and um i work in fatzer which is this um food company um i work in as a senior specialist in research at the moment in the fatzer group which is kind of like an uh, umbrella uh, over all the Fatser business areas, which are bakeries, confectionery, uh, food services, and then this new Fatser lifestyle foods focusing on on um, vegan products and more a bit healthier products and fruits and such. Uh, I uh, worked there for one and a half years now and before that i used to work for three years in the product development of uh confectionery so focusing in biscuits and chocolates and candies and uh, yeah before that i basically ended up in fatzer because i was uh doing my thesis there uh about uh, rye sourdough and before that i studied in the university of helsinki okay well i guess that's enough <laughs> you don't want to yeah, go back to yeah i really like eating biscuits so <laughs> <laughs> then you go to study that and then you go yeah, to make yeah. biscuits Actually, yeah. I think if you ask anyone from middle school about uh, your dream job, I think sixty uh, percent of them would say, you know, making making biscuits, not yeah, really making, yeah. but eating biscuits. Charlie, yeah. the chocolate factory. Yeah, you can be uh, the tester. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be so glorious. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I should have sent you guys some products so we could have tasted them <laughs> while we while we we're speaking. Hmm. Okay. Well, we can do another time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Second episode. Yeah. Yes. And so basically, since well, let's not go to the studies. Nobody cares about that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, yes, please. The idea was that tell us how it is that you how do you make food in an industrial way? Let whatever example. Let's okay. okay. What, let's say cookies. That's what people like. Okay, great. So yeah, so um, I was actually thinking about this a little bit in advance, and I was thinking that it's almost impossible to like just um, tell in a short and simple way like 
what is food production like because it really depends <laughs> on like what you make yeah but so basically it's good like, to example yeah yeah but like basically if you think about the whole food industry like um what is special in it is like it's really long value chain so um from the agriculture to um, food processing to like marketing to groceries and to consumers and like um so so there's a lot of uh touch points and um and it also has a really big uh scope or like big audience as uh like almost all the world's population is our customers or like is customers <laughs> of the food industry like like hardly anybody can say that they don't consume food so yeah i was thinking that there is probably like a small small percentage of people who like actually cultivate everything themselves or like are hunter gatherers but they are not that many so um yeah so, so basically anyone else who uh who isn't consuming food <laughs> won't be doing that very for a very yeah, long time exactly, exactly. <laughs> so so um yeah so so this is like a, a topic that is also like kind of interesting for almost everybody in a way that is that is actually uh sorry i'm already uh sort of uh, yeah, don't sidetrack too much <laughs> yes yeah, i'm at this point sorry but but actually that's an extremely interesting point because in, in well okay somehow in food industry you don't have to you you have to fight for the customers but you don't have to make uh you don't have actually have to spend any time making anyone interested in the product per se i mean you yeah. have to obviously make it look better than the uh sort of the uh, the other products but you don't have to you know tell people hey this is food you should be interested in it <laughs> yeah and that's why i i find it like really controversial that uh there is a lot of talk about for example these um uh how do you say like like the uh amount of the the money that you pay for the food actually going to uh the producers so that like uh the people who work in agriculture is is not that big but but you would think that okay if if those people would just say okay we're not selling to you guys until you pay this and this much obviously we would have to because like um, yeah otherwise we would die of hunger but yeah just a, of course like it's really 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 complicated system yeah. and i actually actually can't tell anything about like how the um how the um selling of the uh crops or wheat for example how it works like there is some kind of world market price and these big um stocks where you sell everything and yeah i have no idea how it works okay so, so what about so what about biscuits because yes. i i know about biscuits all right yeah so um basically of course there is the whole agriculture part uh where i don't go to but uh like to make a biscuit <laughs> um you uh start with uh making a dough so um in industrial scale the dough could be uh, maybe 800 kilos or 1000 kilos or probably bigger in in bigger bakeries but in in um 
uh, futsal, for example, they are around maybe that that size, one one dough. But then you would make, of course, several in a row, like um, mm. and yeah, basically it's pretty similar to how you would make biscuits at home, but um, um, there is a machine that does them. Basically. There is a machine that does them. Yes. So um, sad truth. Nobody is making them by <laughs> by hand. So is the whole no. process automated? It's from the no. Uh, well, okay. I think it's probably possible to automate it more, but uh, in the factories where I have visited, for example, um, the uh, like some parts, like some machines are are still run by people. So um, and the basically the product quality is checked by people like constantly, and the process is adjusted by people constantly. So it's not like I have heard, for example, in some breweries that the drinks just or or in, in uh, like uh, factories where they make drinks, they just go in pipes and you never even see them and and you just check from a monitor like what's happening. But uh, but uh, in the in the biscuits field, actually, at least in those factories where I have been, you, there are still people there like watching watching what's happening and if the biscuits are good enough <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um oh this is something interesting how how long does it take for in a in a general idea to go from raw materials get into the production chain and then go all the way to the packaged biscuits more or well, less well um I don't know like exactly about the raw material. Uh, of course, like uh, in the factory, you would have like uh, you would have the raw materials already. So yeah, yeah, start like, from there. Um, like when they start uh, in the factory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so uh, if you start from the raw materials uh, to have a ready biscuit, it would take um, about. Um, I would say two or three hours to have it packed, and then you would have it um, ported to uh, the warehouse where it's kept uh, during the same day, basically. So um, yeah, so so it's pretty okay. pretty so it... straightforward. It actually it goes like directly from uh, the baking to, for example, if you if you would. Uh, uh coat do like a chocolate enrobing or something like that it goes to that machine and then it goes to cooling and then it goes to packaging and then it goes forward i'm i'm sorry i can't i can't help myself i have to make a comparison between making cookies and uh or rather making cookies in a factory and parallel computing because um, <laughs> in probably in both you really want to maximize throughput instead of latency uh, what, what does this mean is that um, you don't care if one cookie takes uh, let's say four hours if uh, if it's sort of in the same four hours you can create let's say four thousand cookies so 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 you have a process where you want to create in a sort of in some time, it's basically as as uh, cheap to sort of make thousand cookies as it is to make one cookie, sort of 
if you uh, just... yeah. yeah yeah that's true so uh basically uh if you think about the raw materials of the cookies they are not that expensive so you have like flour and uh you have like uh butter or some vegetable fats and um chocolate sugar, because they are, they sugar. Are chocolate and then cookies. yeah then you would have chocolate which is a little <laughs> bit more expensive but not not that expensive yeah, <laughs> anyway and, like if you compare compared to many other like things yeah and, and so, sort of to- talking about uh expensiveness relative to time so exactly. let, let's, ima- let's imagine you have a button which if you press the button the process starts and then at some point later you will get a cookie uh, this would be a lot faster if you just want one cookie as fast as possible it would be faster to make it by hand but if you want gazillion cookies it's a lot faster even if you know uh, yeah sort of the latency between you pressing the button and the first yeah. cookie coming out of the oven literally yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's longer fun, <laughs> fun, yeah. fun to talk like this literally <laughs> coming out of the oven uh, is longer but nobody cares because you get so many sort of same time exactly and so basically then when you're speaking about bakery in general in an industrial scale everything is more or less similar i guess bread it's just goes through a very similar well production well it's it's a little bit different because in the case of bread you usually you make a dough but um then you would let the dough rest and you would make the dough rise and and you would like um do more things before like biscuits are more kind of like straightforward so you would just they rise in the oven basically so um yeah so uh in bakery there is like kind of more things that happen before the oven but while making biscuits you would maybe do more things after the oven like um you know, like uh, if you think about this domino biscuit, for example, you would make two biscuits, but then you would have to put the filling in between. Mm. And uh, like. Um, and the domino biscuits are basically the, some kind of Oreo looking. Like, yeah, like Oreo looking biscuits. Yeah. But better, of course. Uh, of course. Yes. And um, uh, yeah, year back, we still had a domino that was um, chocolate enrobed. So then you would have like several small steps like after. So first you would bake the cookie and cool it down. Then you would make like put the filling in between and cool it down. And then you would uh, put the chocolate around it and, and cool it down again. And then you would pack it. So, so mm. basically you, you do all this really difficult. Uh, well, maybe not difficult, but this there is a lot of thinking going through this process to optimize the production, to take two cookies, put something inside. Put them together, package them, and then the people. What do they do? They take them apart and eat them separate. Exactly. <laughs> I, I never understood why do you want to do that. It's like, they come together, eat them together. No, but actually, it's like I think it's playful, kind of, to take them apart. Kind of like uh, mm. it's more like um, um, I think there is a uh, there is a point that that you do that. It's like more like. Uh, an event of yeah, eating part, the biscuit it, when you do yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, it's part of part of the enjoyment, and yeah. uh, though those can also work in the same way as as um, all the Americans are always crazy about the uh, the wishbone of of the turkey. 
So oh, yeah. you, you break the bone and you get the larger piece you, you win or whatever. The same thing works with uh, dominoes as well. And then you could do, a bit, I don't know, then it would not work to sell separate cookies. They are already separate in the box. <laughs> three boxes with the, the middle part and the two sides. It's already separate. You just eat whatever you want. Well, I yeah. mean, actually, actually, this might be a, a good idea for Fatser. Wink, wink. Uh, you know, <laughs> make this uh, do-it-yourself package. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm sure if we would sell the biscuits and the filling separately, everybody would just buy the filling, right? Yeah. No, no, you buy the whole package. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, yeah. You would have to have you would have to have this uh, package which has both of those. So basically, you can't buy them separately. Exactly. You have to have, buy them together, but they are sort of separate in the package. Yes. So, exactly. so you can, for example, dip the cookies in the or biscuits in the in the filling. Yeah. Uh, this actually got, it's a very good segue for the next question. Is like, how do you develop a product? And okay. That can be a cookie or it can be any food product because for me, sometimes you find, well, you find everything basically in the food. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, sometimes you eat something you're like, uh, this tastes like shit. How someone approved this to be sold? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> how many people tried this before it actually sold? <laughs> <laughs> so what actually happens? <laughs> So um, what happens in, uh, in my experience is that first you have like some kind of a need for a new product. So often it comes maybe from marketing that they have, uh, they are kind of following the trends or, or they're thinking that hey, this, uh, we would need this new type of product or, or we think that people need this. Like it might come from from like following the trends, really just following what's happening in Sweden because they are before. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, well maybe not not so uh, always like that. But anyway, everyone in or the world then, follows Sweden. Um, or then there is just, for example, in in many products there is like uh, if you think about like uh, Butzer's products, for example. Um, uh, there's, for example, Kismet or Domino or, or um, Fasupala. And each year, basically, there is a new taste, or almost each year, at least. Uh, and this is just something like to keep the product kind of fresh. So you would have those um, tastes that are selling constantly, but then you would have something that is kind of like uh, changing once in a while. And uh, so these are... are uh, like kind of motives to start developing a new product. Okay, maybe it's not such a new idea if you just develop a new taste for an existing existing product. But let's say a completely new product would come from from trends. Or actually, now that I'm working in research, we have been also looking to um, uh, side streams, and this is also something that is really interesting. Interesting nowadays that like if you have something coming out from your um uh product uh, production faci facility that can't be used for anything uh and it will be kind of wasted then you might even try to develop a product where you can use this waste so okay. and the waste can be some, like some i don't know part of the grain that you don't use or or it could be or just something. like 
yeah, it could be something like that, or then it could be just like broken cookies. Mm, okay. So because you can't sell them if they're broken, yeah, yeah, people don't want to buy them. So uh, it could be something as simple as that. Okay. Uh, Let's say that you want to use broken cookies and make a new product out of that. What? Yeah. So then, then you would think about like how how could you utilize them? In what kind of product could you utilize them? So so that's that's how you would kind of uh, have the need, and then you have to like come up with the basic so uh if it's completely new type of products uh you will have to probably do quite a lot of background research even read some articles um find uh similar types of products from markets like uh, from supermarkets um tastes uh smell feel um uh kind of like uh try to get an idea like what you're trying to do um and then you would just start experimenting. So uh, uh, for uh, food production, uh, the taste and the mouthfeel are the most important things, basically. So you would just eat, you would do tests and then you would eat a lot. So you would just <laughs> try, try what you have done and, and if, it's, if it's good or if it's bad. And like it might be even if you're trying to just develop um, some new type of mouthfeel it might be something that doesn't even taste good you just try it in your mouth because you want to have a certain kind of mouthfeel and then you would spice it later or something or, or then it could be already a delicious thing and uh, of course there's also like importance in the nutritional value depending on the category of the product but but you would also take that in consideration and do just prototypes and and then you would evaluate those prototypes usually like inside the team that is developing the pro, uh, product or like basically uh, there is usually uh, the product development, uh, marketing and production people working together. Could be even sales already at this point. So And you basically bake them there, keep baking different yes. things. Yes, for nice. example, in the in the case of biscuits, you would just keep baking. Yeah, exactly. And of course, you would try to imitate the um, actual process as much as you can. But then there is the scale up. So um, once you've come up with the perfect prototype, baked it with your own little hands, then you go to the factory and you try to make exactly the same thing, but just with... Uh, huge machines so um so that's uh that's one really interesting thing where you of course do a lot of cooperation with uh like production engineers for example to come up with the with the same result as you came up with in the lab and, and this and this is a completely different problem it's just an engineering problem of putting something it's basically same as a uh, chemistry make this nice chemical reaction make it bigger with the same result but yes in a exactly. more delicious way i would say <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and then um basically if you manage to scale it up you would probably want to do some consumer testing so you might even uh develop a little bit different tasting prototypes of the same type of product and and you might even scale them all up but 
then you would like to do some consumer testing to choose like which ones are interesting to the consumers or even if they just hate it completely you would end up like not launching it so or or at least like developing it a bit further maybe um and in this uh phase it's also of course depends if it's like a completely new kind of product uh you would have to develop also the concept and the branding so that's like one big thing also you would think like oh whatever it's a biscuit but there is a huge thing how to make it sell in branding in the concept in like how you sell it actually to the people like how you make them choose that biscuit from the store so um that's one thing that i don't know so much about i have uh learned it a little bit during this last year but still i don't know that much about yeah, that. that's a more marketing yeah, exactly, exactly. That is marketing. Not really, yeah. it's not related to in any way to how you make the food basically it's just yeah selling it's just a product how you sell it yes um uh, so after that you would probably develop the packaging um and do the design uh and then you would still have to sell the product to retail uh unless you want to sell it yourself from like a web store or somewhere like that so there is not so many direct to consumer channels in uh like food industry so you would basically almost always go through retail and retail has also quite a lot of power like what they are distributing like they don't have to sell like they don't have to buy your product if they don't like it they don't buy it so yeah so you have to also kind of well you basically you have what to you, convince uh, them them first yeah and then you have to convince the well the buyer and the final yes. buyer yes it's an uphill battle all the way yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad it's it's so sad that you have to convince people to buy cookies yes. I mean, they're cookies so so crazy yeah now you have to convince them to buy your cookies not cookies no but seriously yeah. uh it's crazy but just go to um like prisma or to city market and and take a look how many cookies yeah. biscuits chocolate candy ice cream like you name it there is so many products we just live in this um crazy like I don't know how to even say it. like we just have too much of everything basically so um... yeah yes but that's a the topic for a different discussion I would say <laughs> it would be actually but, but, a, but a worthy worthy topic yeah general. yeah for sure yeah, yeah. yeah we can continue next time uh I was thinking something smart of course I I forgot oh ah, yeah uh when you have okay you have your factory and you have certain amount of lines that you can Run at the same time. Well, yes. in in general, <laughs> let's say a factory yes. in general. Yes. Yes. And you have a certain amount of lines that you are running. How do you run different products so that you like you have a production of a certain amount? Do you run similar product through the similar line, or do you like how do you have any idea how you actually run your lines to get all the products out? Since you have hundreds of product, but you don't have a line different line for different products yeah so um if you have your factory um 
layout done smartly, then you have it more like I don't know how to say like in modules or something. So basically, you would mm-hmm. you would be able to um, uh, kind of uh, how to say combine things coming from different lines and you yeah, know so modify, you would for, modify, yeah. yeah so for example um you you could have like a certain kind of uh machine making biscuits looking like domino biscuits or or um yeah this kind of basic basic ones and uh then you could have this filling machine so you would have an option to uh run the biscuits through the filling machine or you would have an option of skipping the filling machine then you might have like a sugar coating machine or um, chocolate coating machine or machine that uh, sprinkles some stuff on top or a machine that puts some jam on top of the biscuit or something like that. And you could basically like uh, just with those, um, what are they in English, um, like uh, tr- trays maybe? Uh, a tray or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah, just can move the, the yeah, the you attach move. the module. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the lines that move the biscuits. So and you, you attach just, the module there. Yeah, or yeah, like or you might you might just uh, change the direction of the yeah, cookies okay. with those lines <laughs> and and tell them to go to uh, the filling machine, for example, or or something like that. So, um, of course, then then you need to plan the production so that you can run like which kind of products you can run simultaneously <laughs> yeah so um, I, I don't know if you know anything about this but it just just came to my mind um many of these biscuits and and uh, candies and whatnot they have uh some sort of shape shape or pattern on it for example domino has the text yes. uh, domino butter and so on uh i assume at least uh sort of in air quotes, in the old days, uh, they were always um, metal sort of uh, imprints, like basically like you have for for uh, letters in in old uh, what do you call the the machine that you make books with? Yeah, the, the press the press like like in in old book presses, you had these uh, metal bits for different letters. Is it still the same, or has it always been the same? Also in in this, you know, for example, Fatsur's Cookie Factory. Uh, you have one sort of one huge um, press with lots of those symbols on it, and then you press them on the dough, or or how does it work? Uh, well, actually, um, there is this um, uh, rotary molder, which is like this um, like round cylinder, which has like holes that are shape of domino. Ah. And then you would like press the dough towards it um, with another cylinder, kind of. I don't know if if you get it, it would be much easier if I would have like a video or something that I. Yeah, can that's always anyway, easier. You press the dough like kind of in the holes, and then you will have like um, this um, conveyor, mm-hmm. uh, the, and the canvas is. Um, I think it's moving kind of a little bit faster than the uh, rotary molder where the uh, like the holes of the shape of the biscuits are. And then this canvas is kind of like pulling 
the biscuit like or, <laughs> or the dough out of the hole and and then ah, it would have okay. and then it would have the shape so uh so that that's how it works it's it's really a common technique used in, ah. in, in yeah so it's more most, molding most of basically. the factories yes yes so it's also possible to make um shape on top of uh either um dough or then uh biscuit that came directly from the oven with this kind of another um how would you call it uh well it's still similar technique that uh that um some pressing uh, johanna stuff. johanna yes exactly yeah. something yeah. like that so you could also do that but um but uh, it's I guess depends so on the, fab the factory. And I think you, you can't do so detailed uh, shapes and and writings as with the, this uh, rotary rotary molder technique. So. Hmm. Okay. okay. Do you have any more weird question, Johan? <laughs> <laughs> um, I had something, but I, I actually forgot it. Uh, one thing I want to know: Does Futter have like a I don't know somewhere? um where you what, what some public room or public place where you know you can show the history of Thatcher like uh photos and so on do you have like this um this is the original uh shape of domino cookie thingy you know um well we have this um visitors uh center uh which is kind of new actually i think it's uh, around one year or one and a half years old and um and they have some old artifacts from uh like uh from old times um they i think they are not always showing everything so it's quite a long uh round it takes about one hour to go through everything and they demonstrate for example like how how you make Futzer blue and um and there, there's also plenty of other things. And so this is just one small part, this history part. But okay. they would have something interesting. So yeah, it's, it's possible to uh, go, go see that it's open for public. So. Oh, that would be cool. <coughs> yeah. So the other thing is that now, well, I actually, that's, I've been to Fazer to visit the, the factory and then they give you free chocolate at the end. So. If you are in Finland and you want to are in the Helsinki area, go there and check how they operate and get some free chocolate. Yeah. And uh, so beside that, now you move from product development that it looks so easy when you speak about it because like, yeah, just bake it and make it good and then sell it. And make but it. it's, yeah, basically. But it's, of course, much more complicated when you actually have to do something that everybody would potentially like so yeah. the other thing you're doing now is more research in the in the company so how do you do research in the food industry yeah so um also why do you I, need that uh yeah so uh, i think that almost all the uh like food companies that consider themselves as like kind of you know believable will have a research <laughs> it's just i think it's something that you should have like um 
I, I think we all agree on that. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, research in, in food industry, it's um, kind of complex, but it's usually uh, kind of practical also, at least somehow. And I think it's also relatively fast paced. So like if you compare to like uh, development of pharmaceuticals, for example, this, oh, this, yeah, for be, sure. this would be much uh, faster. Uh, but still, there is projects that can take quite many years. So uh, usually it's like pretty like kind of problem driven. So you would have some challenges in production or in the quality of the products or or um, you could have these side streams and and the research could focus on like um how to uh, how to uh use the side streams or how can you process the side streams to get something out of them or or uh how could you come up with the or like how could you solve the problems of of the production or uh for example there is this one topic that is uh kind of like uh the uh uh like coming up always in the uh chocolate industries how to prevent chocolate for getting like gray you know, okay. do you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah so, so yeah. maybe there it stays longer yeah, so it's called fat bloom, and and the grayness comes from uh, like the fat molecules migrating to the top of the chocolate, and uh, then there is a lot of uh, brave food scientists trying to solve <laughs> this problem. <laughs> it's a big problem. <laughs> yeah, it is a big problem for the chocolate industry of course and for <laughs> but, everybody that wants to eat the chocolate <laughs> yeah but uh, but then there is also like for example in our team uh we are of course we are like um also kind of um our function is also to look forward and uh kind of feel like what could be the next big trend or or what could be something that Fatser doesn't yet do, but maybe could do in, in the future or something like that. And, and then we, we try to find out how, and maybe we uh, take a look at uh, uh, the research, uh, what has been done, do some experiments in the lab ourselves. We also have um, quite a lot of uh, people doing their master's thesis, for example. So. Um, so we we uh, tell to the university we would like to have a master's thesis of this and this topic, and then we pay pay for them and and we get uh, research done for us. Which yeah, is so kind it's of, actually real research, like uh, yeah, yeah. I, it is. I don't think you publish yeah. papers, but the idea is kind of similar. So we actually do publish oh. papers, oh, okay. and and now um, there was just this. Um, uh, PhD thesis of Reijo Laatikainen, where we were like a uh, big, big part of, of his, his uh, thesis. So actually, many of my colleagues are, are like uh, 
second or or some even first authors in the okay interesting uh, in the papers in there and uh, yeah we have for example my my thesis i i did my thesis in fatser about uh, this uh, rye sourdough and the fructane metabolism of the of the rye sourdough and uh, uh, actually a couple of years after came out this product uh, uh, this rye bread product uh, that is called belly friendly that is like uh, better for your belly because a lot of people get like um, swollen their their belly is like swollen from eating rye bread and uh, out of this research so my thesis and a couple of other theses came out this innovation how to make like uh, how to remove those components from the rye bread so so that was actually one thing that we did and and now we have this um uh research uh program that is called brain how and uh you can actually find information in our web page about it but Basically, it's just about like how to have like a diet and a lifestyle that is promoting the healthiness of your brain. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Mm. So, so trying to uh, make people have do like better choices and and the slogan or one of the slogans of the program is like uh, that your brain deserves just as much attention as your body, which I I like quite a lot. So. Okay, so basically your research is probably gonna be like what kind of uh, nutrient maybe the brain needs and then you try to fit them in products that don't taste horrible just because they are healthy and uh, yeah, all so these kind actually, of ideas. Yeah, actually this uh, research program, uh, since it's more focused on, on nutrition, we have two or actually three nutritionists in our team. Uh, and they they are actually working on this much more so i'm not i'm not so much involved with with uh, brainhow actually so um i do more more of this kind of uh um experimental uh science or like food food science part and then we have the part that does like nutrition nutrition mm, yeah so uh, you're more on making the things yeah. I, li I like the I like the title experimental food scientist. Yes, is <laughs> <laughs> the theoretical food scientist? Uh, <laughs> would be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that that would be that would be a fun fun job, <laughs> or maybe <Yeah>. not <laughs> so much fun. But yeah, yeah, that's true. It's it's always experimental. It has to. Yeah, be. that that is this kind of a, well, it's kind of a cool thing that has been done in Finland in the last years when they basically made all this, uh, let's say, meat substitutes. And they kind of tried to be in a certain way, something that can be used instead of like mincemeat, for example, and they are made yeah. out of uh, rye and grains in general, or yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, different uh, well, the beans, like different type of beans. And so basically there will be a research in that field it's like, okay, we have to do something that comes out in this way. How do we do it starting from these products? Then mm. you research the whole way to the final 
product so and so, yeah. like solving solving an inverse problem you already have the solution but you don't know how to get yeah. the you have to get yeah. there and basically at that point you're creating a completely new food that didn't yeah. exist before yeah that's actually that's uh, an interesting field and um yeah we just uh launched uh what uh, two weeks ago or like in uh, two weeks ago we launched these um oat milks mm, yes. uh, also so uh under the fatser yosa brand and uh and yeah, I was like uh, heavily involved in the research and and the development of of those and and it's kind of interesting to do this like Im so to say imitation products. So you would you would imitate like an existing product, but uh, like in this case milk, but you would want to make it from something completely different so. uh, just just from a consumer perspective because i've had uh some of these and i actually like them quite a lot there taste very nice uh actually each brand that i've tasted i'm, I'm not naming brands here but anyway i, I think i've yeah. tasted one from almost every every one that i've seen uh but one thing that i've noticed is that they're always sort of they're uh they're pretty fatty so i think they have like uh, from one to two percent um fat in them is yeah. there is there like a reason for it is it like a marketing reason because people use you know people like fatty milk or or is it a taste reason or is there anything any secrets to this i think there could be multiple reasons so um for example when we were doing the development uh we did not aim to have like um fat free product when you have you have a fat free milk though but we did not even aim there so um i think uh one reason would be that uh the fat that there is in these uh um vegetable alternatives of milk so to say is um vegetable fat which is yeah. like soft fat yeah. And this would actually be good for you, uh, whereas milk fat is animal fat, so it's hard fat, and maybe uh, it's not so good for you. Uh, so uh, I think uh, there is not so much motivation for the consumers maybe to kind of get rid of that mm. uh, kind of like um, soft and good fat. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay, and okay. Then so it would be also for for the mouth feel, like the mouth feel with the fat is better. Maybe also the taste is better, and uh... otherwise it comes out like a dirty water that tastes a little bit like <laughs> something like milk. It's basically the same as very skim milk that is just water yeah. that is dirty with milk and it doesn't taste. Yeah. <laughs> it could also change like the way the product looks like. Like yeah, I mean, when you uh, hom homogenate the the small fat particles in it, it changes the appearance of the product. So. Yeah, yeah. Now, something that is actually very interesting. This is the now the kind of milk for the coffee that is done in a 
with vegetable alternatives. Yeah. And that is extremely annoying in a way because first <laughs> you never find small packages. They always one liter and you never finish one liter of that. Second, they agglomerate into the yeah, hot coffee. The coffee. Like yeah. yeah, they do this kind of emulsion with the fine particles, well not yeah, particles kind of. And that is a something that probably yeah, uh, it looks maybe it's your it's your job to, <laughs> to yeah, so solve have this. You, How have do you, you solve? Have that? you tried our? Milk? Yeah, not yet. So I'm gonna so have to it, test yeah, it now. Yeah. So that should work. But so have you tried? Let's see if you uh, the problem. Yeah, but have you tried Oatly Ikafte? Yes, that was one you, of those. You think it doesn't work, or it does work? It, it's all the, about the temperature of the coffee. The hotter okay. the coffee, the more it mm. agglomerates. Could be, yes. And the funny thing is that the taste doesn't change. Mm, Just the yeah, look. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't look very nice. Very easy and cheaper uh, solution to this, which is drink your coffee black. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But then at this point, me, I would yeah, job I mean, because like, who needs like, uh, milk? Yeah, yeah we, won't, we won't settle to that. We will uh, do whatever it takes to make you. Make drink your coffee with oat milk. No, but um, drink. Uh, but uh, did you try soy milk or rice milk or or these other alternatives? Did you find them working? Or well, I don't really. You, you care only about you only tried you only tried oat milks. I've, yeah. I've seen this happen with uh, at least soy milk as well. Uh, okay, I don't know. Okay. I don't have Definitely. personal experience from yeah. rice milk, but at least soy milk does yeah. this as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there is a, since it's a quite a new field of foods in general, this vegetable substitute of milk and any anyway, it's going to something that it's it's something that is extremely interesting and I'm really gonna do at some point when I have time. I will run the number and try to understand what is the most sustainable way to eat. Yeah. No, no ethics, only numbers, which is the most yeah. sustainable and go and that will be in the future we are gonna go and uh, invite maybe some people that are interested in the topic try to run some numbers and have something interesting and we said that we are gonna keep this under one hour i told mm. you that it's not easy so now we are gonna have to stop <laughs> <laughs> and uh, All right. before we stop anything else you want to say <laughs> last words yes <laughs> for now yeah um oh shit i didn't think about any last words um well um you don't you don't have to you can sort of just be quiet which you have you have to give last words another okay. time okay okay great well, yeah anyway i i'm gonna be quiet so so that you will take me to the podcast also uh, another time, time <laughs> to say my final words good yeah okay well then uh we stop here and uh, sign out as usual. Come and uh, write to us on Twitter at stg underscore podcast. We are having a, actually a very interesting discussion now that I, I activated the ALD people. So now there is quite quite a lot interested in the episodes that we are focusing on ALD, that atomic layer deposition for the one who didn't listen to the last episode. And we are going to have experts coming almost weekly for a little bit of time this like uh, october for sure november we are 
maybe not having every day every week otherwise it gets boring even for us <laughs> but next month is going to be a three expert coming and speaking about different uh side there is academia there is academia on the simulation side and there is in industry so at least these three are gonna focus on different side and it's gonna be extremely interesting at least if you care about ald and team field deposition in general we are trying let's see how generally we're gonna manage to keep it but okay let's stop this for and now thanks yeah thanks mia for joining thank and you we will try to have you next time and as usual have a nice evening morning afternoon whenever you listen to this bye 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 bye